In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday. There are four games on, so it's a perfect day for streaming in players. So we look at that, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at Locked On, uh, at RedRock underscore B-Ball actually on TikTok, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're here to look ahead to the four games on Thursday. Some streaming options, some five-day-ahead look-aheads. Michael Bolton, not Michael Bolton, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Heat and Rockets, the back-to-back for Miami. There are two teams with a back-to-back heading into Thursday. That is Miami and the Clippers. Um, Jimmy Butler is going to sit out Wednesday's game, so Jimmy Butler will return on Thursday. They claim that this will be the last back-to-back that he sits out. I claim bullshit, but this they claim that this will be the last back-to-back. I guess maybe I'll rephrase that. They claim this will be the last back-to-back with his current knee injury. So maybe that isn't bullshit, but I'm sure he will miss other back-to-backs later in the season. Anyway, um, we know Jay Sean Tate is out. Gabe Vincent and Dwayne Dedman. Dedman is questionable for Wednesday. He's been in and out with his foot problem all season, really. And Vincent has missed a chunk of time with that knee problem. I'm not expecting either of... Well, actually, it's not true. I'm not expecting Vincent to play. Dedman, I'm up in the air with, but... The fact that they signed Orlando Robinson back to another two-way makes me think that with this little four-game in six-night run, that Deadman's going to miss one of these games and Robinson's going to be an option there. For the Heat, we do want to watch Jimmy Butler, who's been pretty strong when he plays. The problem is he's played like half the game so far, but let's see how he looks in this game on Thursday, which will be his return. I also want to watch the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, who's had a stinking run over the last week to 10 days. If it wasn't for this really good schedule, there is no way that Struess would be a 12-team league hold. And after this Thursday and Saturday game, I don't think there really is any reason to consider him a 12-team league guy unless someone gets hurt, Hero or Butler in particular. But let's see if he can get himself out of this slump because he can't hit anything. He's only a points and threes guy. And when they're not falling, there's no value in him. The value at the moment is based strictly on schedule for Struess. For the Rockets, we do want to watch Tari regular season because he continues, in my mind, to be a very impactful player. The problem is, is that Steven Silas doesn't agree with us and he plays him limited minutes. Eason is still giving us good value, solid value, usable value on a game-by-game basis. Well, not every game, but enough to hold on and go, mm, okay, now we it might not actually happen for two months that he becomes a very good player or a very good fantasy player. And you've got to make that call as to whether he's a hold for you. But I'd love it. I'd love a hint from Silas where he plays like 25 and you go, oh, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're starting to roll this along. I don't think it'll happen, but I'd love a hint of it. I also want to watch Jabari Smith Jr., whose defense I think has been very good. The shots are starting to fall at a better rate. The minutes are secure. I'd like to see a little bit more volume here from Smitty. But what we've seen over the last, say, two weeks has been very encouraging. I think we do have a top 60 player in here. 
eventually at some point for some period of time. And I'd like to just see him continue to build on what we've been shown so far. That would be awesome. The next game is, a, is hopefully going to be a cracker. It is the Bucks and the Grizzlies. We know that Des Bain is out in Memphis, but hopefully we get the return of Steven Adams and Ja Morant. Both guys practiced after missing the game on Monday. So the expectation is that they do play. I'd say there's probably a 75% chance of these guys being available to play. As for the Bucks, Drew Holiday is dealing with that illness that he missed against the Warriors. He should be right. So hopefully we get, outside of Bain, a relatively full-strength matchup here. Um, on the on the Buck side of things, I want to watch Grayson Allen. He has been like back end twelve team valuable for a little bit of time here, giving you a 12, 13 points, two threes, four rebounds, two to three assists, a steal, solid percentages. He's shooting like forty four percent from three, something around that for the season. Um, can he continue that, or will someone like a Javon Carter cut into his playing time? I don't think so because Allen is playing pretty well. So let's continue to watch him. He's available in tons of leagues. And there is value in Grace Allen. I also want to watch Brooke Lopez, who we know was just unbelievably high. And it is coming down. We knew that there would be a hit to usage when Middleton returned. We're seeing an efficiency issue. The blocks have been staggeringly good, but they are coming down a little bit. So we're just continuing to watch so we get more of an idea of how to value Brooke. Top 30, top 50, top 90. I think probably more top 90, top 80 rest of the season. But let's get more data in there to have a look at. For the Grizzlies, I want to watch two backup bigs. Brandon Clark and Santi Aldama. I don't think either of them is a 12-team league guy, but there's options. When Adams is out, Clark is the guy. When Jackson is out, Aldama is the guy to stream in. They can have sort of fringe 14-team league value when those guys play. Who is the preferred guy here? How much are we going to select? Is Aldama going to be 20 minutes and, and Clark 17? Can Clark be 20? Can Aldama be 17? Because that does make a difference for those of us in deeper leagues or those of us on days like this. On these lower volume days, when we're looking to stream someone, it does make a difference as to which one of those guys gets preference. Like, do we see, like, how much... It really comes down to how much Jaron Jackson at center we see, because when he plays at center, you get Aldama and Jackson out there. Whereas, you know, do we? how much do we get of Jackson and Clark versus Jackson and Aldama? I think that is yeah, the big question here. And on a day like this, like even in 18 minutes a night, like, Santi Aldama has stream value. Brandon Clark in 16 minutes, 17 minutes does have stream value. But we want to see how the interaction goes, who takes the lead here, especially what happens when or if Stephen Adams is returning, which we do expect to be the case. Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN protects your privacy. Done. Easy. Security. Done. We know that. But it can do other stuff. It can actually help you get access to more movies and TV shows than you normally could. Now, I'm not going to say that you've watched all of Netflix because that would mean that you have like infinity time turners and you're just able to... I don't know, break through the space-time continuum because it's impossible to do that. But maybe there's not enough things that you want to watch. And you know that things like Parks and Recreation is available on UK Netflix or Fargo is available on Canadian Netflix. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can go in there, put your Netflix on, go to ExpressVPN, change your country, go back to Netflix, bang, you're in a different country with a whole new range of things available. It's not just Netflix though. You've got Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason that you should use ExpressVPN is to, to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. No buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. It's the holiday season, so it's really important that you guys, when you're out hanging out with your friends, drinking a few beers, 
You've got to watch that a few don't become a few too many because if that does happen and the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think, yeah, I'll call for a not ride. I'll get an Uber. I'll get a taxi. And you go, nah, don't worry about it. I just live around the corner. Easy. It's just, it's going to be really quick. I'll get home. All no, no problem. What are the odds I get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Like you, you, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Let's go to the Pelicans and the Jazz. We just saw this game. The Jazz smacked them. And the Pelicans are favored again. Hmm. One point favorites on the road. Um, total is 231 points. We know that Brandon Ingram is out. Colin Sexton will be out as well. The old Padawan with his hammy pull. And Simone Fontecchio is questionable. What I want to see for the Pelicans is Herb Jones. I do not believe, especially in points leagues, I do not believe that I should consider him as a must-roster player. The steals can be nice, but with the advent of production from Dyson Daniels, from Najee Marshall, does Herb actually have to play 33 minutes a night? Will he even sniff it here? Is he going to be worth holding? I'm not sure that he is, but I want to watch it. I want to get more of an idea. before. I think he's probably a drop, and I think there's no problem with dropping him, but... Let's see what direction they go with. I also want to watch Larry Nance Jr., who, to me, is clearly the better option there at center for this team, and they know that. We know that. But he gets dropped in fantasy leagues all the time. So if he was dropped in your league, please go and add him. There's no reason, on a, especially on a four-game night, for Larry Nance to be sitting on your waiver wire. None. Whatsoever. Yes, it's annoying when the game is a blowout and Lance's nine minutes straight in the fourth quarter aren't played because it's garbage time. How, but do we seriously think there's going to be garbage time every single game the Pelicans play? It seems to be, but... It can't continue, right? Nance is must roster. Let's watch the minutes split again with Valanciunas. For the Jazz, last game was really, really good from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yes, he did damage by playing the final 16 minutes of that blowout. But he is ahead of Taylor Horton Tucker in the rotation. With Colin Sexton out, there is a 20-minute opportunity for him. Now, normally, if this was a 10-game day, you wouldn't say Alexander-Walker was a stream. On a four-game day, when you are getting desperate, with a little bit of upside, with a guard out, maybe we look at to him. I don't expect Alexander Walker to be as good as last game or to play 16 straight minutes to final up, to end the game or to shoot 68, 69%. I don't think any of those things are likely to happen. But especially in deeper formats, we want to see what his role is. Does he stay ahead of Horton Tucker? Does he play 20 plus minutes again? Because he played eight first half minutes last game and then he played, you know, whatever it was, 16, 17, second half minutes. Which one of those is real? Let's also watch Malik Beasley, who does remain a 12-team league guy. Yes, he's a points and threes guy, and he could have seven points on one of nine shooting next game really easily. But he could also have 30 points on a seven of nine shooting with seven threes or something like that. Like, this is what he does. He's hot at the moment. The minutes are up because Sexton's out. He should be on a roster. The last game of the day is the Suns and the Clippers. We know that Cam Johnson is out. Norman Powell is out, and Kawhi Leonard will be out because Kawhi is going to play on Wednesday, but John Wall will be in. John Wall is going to sit on Wednesday. What we don't know is the status of the big injury guys there for Phoenix. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, both questionable. Ayton claims he's going to play. I don't believe a player for a single second when they tell me they're fine and ready to go. Booker has missed two straight games after pinging that hammy. We're still not a week removed from the hamstring injury, so I'd have to put him closer to doubtful than questionable. 
but we don't know that. And with Booker out last game, they started Landry Shamit in his place. Shamit scored well. He hit some threes. There's at least stream value for points and threes. Like if you don't get a Malik Beasley, if we hear that um, Booker is out, then Shamit might actually have more value than Alexander Walker because he probably gets more minutes. Now, he doesn't do anything else apart from points and threes. Although he did get steals last game, but there is an increased opportunity there for Landry Shamit. I also watch Josh Okoge, whose minutes are pretty crazy. 26, 28, 23. That's great. 13, 5, 20. Okay. The minutes you think would have increased with Booker out, but the first game that Booker was out, he played five. So working out where he fits there is, is pretty tough. But I thought he played really well in that game against the Rockets. Yes, they got beaten, but I thought he was really good defensively. Is there a chance that they get him into the regular rotation, especially if Cameron Payne and Booker are out? He might become a deeper league stream. For the Clippers, I want to watch John Wall, who I do not believe is a must-roster 12-team league player, but if he is going to play on this Thursday and you need a little assist boost, Wall can do that, provided you are willing to cop a hit in rebounds, field goals, and free throws, and turnovers. We know what he does. But with Kawhi out, Wall in, there's extra usage available for him, so we want to see that. Also watch Nico Batum who has been playing really well. Now, he wasn't playing well for a long period of time, but the last four games, 34, 32, 33, 27 minutes. It's a really good trend. And with Kawhi out, there might be another 30-minute game here for Batum. Again, I don't really trust it at all, but with Powell out, with Kawhi out, there is an opportunity for Batum to put up some decent numbers, which he has over these last couple of games. So we really do want to watch that. And we also want to watch to see whether Ivica Zubats gets a little bit of a boost because with Kawhi playing, Zubats has dropped, but Kawhi's going to be out. So let's see, does that boost Ivica Zubats' value back up? Today's episode is also brought to you by old mates at Built Bar. They've got new flavors. Cookie dough topper, yes. Coconut brownie topper, double yes. Coconut brownie bar, triple yes. Also, the white chocolate peppermint granola. They're just churning out flavors here. There's just so many different things. These guys are flavor here, flavor here, flavor here. And you've got to go to Built.com because you can find all of these great new flavors. And you've got to be, feel safe and secure in the knowledge that these, these things are shockingly low in sugar and shockingly low in calories, like 130 calories, but also high in protein. So if you're looking for a snack, if you're looking for a post-gym protein infusion, Built's the way to go. It's not like a protein bar that tastes like you're eating a shoe. It tastes like a candy bar, but it is good for you. So get to Built.com, get 15% off your order, right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at streaming options for Thursday. In Phoenix, looking at Tory Craig, solid enough value. We're looking at Tari, regular season in Houston. Grayson Allen, I think he's a pretty good stream. Um, Lil John Concha. With Desmond Bain out, like him and Craig, there's just, and even Allen, there's very limited upside, but there's a really safe floor in what they're doing. And they probably should be on rosters. Eric Gordon, we don't love what Eric Gordon does, but he, he keeps getting minutes. And yeah, 13 points, three threes, two assists, three assists, a steal. It's useful enough, isn't it? Nico Batum and Reggie Jackson in LA with Kawhi out, bigger opportunities there. And as I just said, Batum's minutes and production has been pushing forward. And then Max Struess. Again, we don't love what he's been doing. He's been actually pretty bad. But the value of being a 27-minute-a-night rotation player and maybe having a game where maybe the shots finally fall for Struder, 
That's useful. Deeper leagues. These guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. Eric Gordon, Bruno Fernando, KJ Martin, Victor Oladipo, who's starting to look a little bit better. Pat Connaughton, Damian Lee, who struggled last game, but usually is much better than that. Um, Terrence Mann with Kawhi and Luke Kennard. Now, I expect Kennard to play in the back-to-back, but I don't know that. But I, otherwise, Kennard would be a good stream. For points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. Marcus Morris, Caleb Martin, Walker Kessler. Please fix this. He should not be available in over 50% of leagues. Um, Tari Eason, Tory Craig, we just spoke about. Reggie Jackson, John Concha, and Grayson Allen. But Martin and Kessler here are definite 12-team grabs. Martin with that really strong schedule with two more games in the next three nights. If you look at the next five days, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday is a borderline low-volume day. It's got nine games. That's my cutoff, nine or lower. So we're looking at low-volume days on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So who are the guys that we can add to really maximize our games played? Larry Nance and Walker Kessler have three quality games over the next five days. They should be rostered anyway. But if you're looking for a reason, you can actually play these guys on three days over the next five nights. Tory Craig's got three. Grayson Allen's got three. Tari Eason's got three. And Eric Gordon has three. There's great value in adding these guys for that three game in five night little boost on the low volume days. Kyle Anderson's only got two, but I think he should be rostered anyway. And Jaden McDaniels has two games over the next um, five nights on low volume days. In terms of just the next five days in general, how the schedule breaks. Bruce Brown's only got two games over the next five days, but he should be rostered with Michael Porter Jr. out. He's a guy that we add and have value with. Kyle Anderson's got three games. One of them's on the Friday. Doesn't matter. He's a start on those days. All these first five names here, I think they are starts, even on a high volume day. Larry Nance with three games. Caleb Martin with the two games. Well, he's only got the low volume games, but there's good value in him. And Jaden McDaniels with three. I'm a bit iffy on Jaden, but... You know, there is still appeal here and role and opportunity. Walker Kessler probably is a start anyway. He's got three games. Chris Boucher with three games. I do like adding him. I'm not sure he would be a start on a high volume day, but on the low volume days that he plays, we love it with OG out. And then Jalen McDaniels. Yes, Lamella Ball is returning. That is going to impact Jalen McDaniels. But there is still some stream value, and the Hornets play three games in the next five days. So if you're looking to maximize games played versus waiver ads, or even a hold of Jalen McDaniels. Like it is a nice little stretch here. Even if his per game value will drop, and I think long term it is going to drop, as I talked about on the waiver wire show earlier today. He's got three games in the next five nights, so there is a little bit of appeal if you wanted to hang on there. I don't blame you if you don't, though. That'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those juicy comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.